Madrid podcast. I'm going out because I need to change my life. Yes! What's going on, guys? It's Adam here from the Bottle Podcast. Welcome to episode 71. Today, we're talking about why the feminine energy shuts you down. It shuts you down. Now, that can be interpreted in a lot of ways. Basically, what I mean, set up the context here for you guys, is why is it that when a strong, I mean, like a strong feminine intent where it's like this girl's telling you, I want this, come get it, come get it type vibe, where she's giving you all the green lights. She's showing you every sign physically, verbally sometimes, definitely emotionally, that this is green light, this is green ticket, uh, go past, go collect your $200, son. Why is it that shuts you down? Why is it that when you're presented with an opportunity to take things to the next level, go a little bit deeper with this girl, you all of a sudden just blow your load? figuratively and literally <laughs> both right both so we're gonna dive into that dive into my ideas around that and i hope you guys are doing well we're coming with tons of energy because i've been uh, i just ate which is very unusual it's like 1 12 p.m normally i'm faster a lot longer i know crazy tangent but i'm kind of peaking i'm peaking had some uh had some of that tuscan kale some of them hard-boiled eggs coconut oil of course and so we're feeling good i hope you guys are doing well uh, this comment was a context. Normally, what most of you OGs would expect me to say right now is something along the lines of, well, this is coming from Instagram or this is coming from Facebook, but not today. This is actually from a YouTube comment and I'm not even, I haven't even got it up. How rude of me. How disrespectful of me. No, it's not that. It's, I'm not even going to bother to go in and read the actual thing. I've got it off my, by memory. It's basically a YouTube comment, I think by Chocolate Drain. I think that's his username. Uh, forgive me if I am fucking that up. Chocolate something, call me chocolate or milk, something like that. And he dropped a comment on the last photo saying, or asking about why is it that I think I referred to a specific thing of I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here whenever you're presented with a strong feminine energy. And it's that actually it was in reference to a previous client story where his default mode, when a girl's coming on strong to him or giving him them green lights, that he's got this, oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, get me the fuck out of here. Like it's that I'm out mentality. And he was asking me why that happens. And I saw that comment this morning and I was in business mode, I was in hustle mode. And so I just responded to that. I dropped a response as always, if I feel like it's a legit comment. Uh, I responded by saying something like, uh, you know, we all do it for different reasons. What's yours? You know, because I needed more context. There was no context there, which is why I'm not going to read out the comment and go get it and dive and sift in through the world of YouTube comments right now because uh, there was no context. So that's where this is coming from though. <clears throat> that's guys sending in, that's what we're talking about today. And yeah, I, I was, one more thing I'll say, one more thing I'll say. Normally, I don't think about this shit. Normally, I just come in and we just see what the fuck happens. However, today, I had an endurance run. It's been a while since I did a long endurance run. Uh, this is, I was, it was about 50 minutes depending on the pace or my mind. I thought it'd be about a 50 minute run, about six, seven K, something like that, at a really like, you know, low intensity pace. But I ended up knocking it out in 42 minutes. But one cannot help but think during these low intensity, low and ride type runs. So I had already thought of a couple things where I thought about, yeah, why is it that guys, and from what I've seen from my students, from guys that have just emailed me, from you know social media, from people that DM me, and I get into this shit with them from Skype calls specifically, as well. Why is it the guys have this? It's like an aversion. It's it's like an aversion, but I don't think most guys consciously choose it. 
I don't think there's any guys out there listening to this that can relate that will also say that, yeah, I make a conscious choice to back the fuck up when I feel a girl is coming on strong onto me. I don't think any guys really choose that because it seems a little counterintuitive, doesn't it? It seems a little ridiculous to think that all this work you're putting into this journey, all this uh, time and effort spent trying to level up your social game and then all of a sudden the fruit's appearing and you don't want to harvest I don't think most guys are making, making that decision conscious. So what I'm thinking about here, let me just reel off a couple of things that you straight up. The first thing I think of is your model of reality, right? For a lot of guys, it's just not within their model of reality to have an attractive girl come up on them. And it's not, and let me, let me paint this right. Let me paint this right because that sounded, that sounded a bit twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about when you've done nothing. I'm not talking about, when you know this girl just happens to be into you and she approached you no i'm talking about when you you know you've been following the path you're following the journey you're getting down it and you meet a girl that you're going up with and she's telling you yes yes like your frame your masculine intent your masculine energy it's on son it's on let's go right so you have been doing everything you needed to do as well please keep that in mind when i'm giving these examples because i don't want to have to keep saying that i'm not talking about you know, when you've just been dished a softball and you didn't have to do anything, you barely even rocked up on the field and you've already been dished this softball. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you played the hardball, you've been doing your thing. So for a lot of guys, it's just not because look at it. Look at that journey. If you're in this position, if you're in this journey, if you're listening to this potter, you've probably come from a lower place in life in terms of social dynamics, in terms of your social acuity, your social understanding. You probably weren't a natural I think like maybe, maybe I'll chalk my audience as like 10% naturals. I'll say maybe 10% and that's maybe being extremely, extremely juicy on that end. Like extremely generous. It could be even less. Most guys listening to this, you're probably coming from an average dude or below. You know, zero to 10, five being the average dude and zero being the hard, you know, hard case, hardcore or hard cases. You're probably somewhere between that zero to five range. So for a lot of guys coming from that position and you've gone down this journey where you've gone out day after day, you've been meeting these girls, you've been pushing through your social anxiety, you've been busting your social conditioning, your programming since day one of this life and you're starting to come good now. You're starting to make, you know, you're starting to make, uh, you're starting to ascend. You're starting to reach those plateaus along the mountain where you do see a little peach fall off the tree and that doesn't really fit within your model of reality based on everything you've been through in life. That's the first thing that pops out of me because it was this, I will talk more. I was going to say, um, I was going to say something about my own personal journey then, but I want to say that for a little bit later. I still want to keep things, I know we're going super hard and super tactical right from the beginning. So I'll try and keep my, my thoughts on this train right from the get. But for a lot of guys, it just does not fit within their model of reality that this girl is telling them, yes, that this attractive girl, that they, that wasn't softballed to him because you really need to keep that in perspective. It's a totally different game when your friend's friend's girl brought her around and, you know, they've been talking and she kind of just, you know, handballed you this. She's, maybe she knew her friend just needed someone to help her get over this breakup or help her do this or that. You know, she just needed a fuck buddy at this time in life and there wasn't much effort put in. I'm talking about a guy that has put in tons of energy, tons of effort, and then all of a sudden the fruit does appear. So if you want to take that example, he's put in all the effort to till this soil and to plant this seed, drop the seed and to nurture and to take care of it 
which most people aren't willing to do. And now the fruit's shown up. He just doesn't know what to do because for most of his life, it's been a barren wasteland. For most of this dude's life, it has been nothing but loneliness, scarcity, being afraid. I was going to say also just being scared, just being scared of people, scared of girls in general, scared of what it will be when I get in front of attractive girl, scared of what happens when there's five, six, 10 attractive girls and dudes in this you know, natural kind of sphere, natural kind of sphere of socializing. And they're just, you just don't know what the fuck to do. So you back out and you're just not ready. You don't have the skills. You don't know. Not only do you not have the skill set, you've gone through this life where you don't have the skill set to be able to sit in a group of five, six, 10 attractive people. And notice how nowadays I'm starting to say attractive people more than just attractive girls, because what I'm starting to find as well is that as I start to introduce guys to different guys, not in a sexual context, but I mean, you could, but that's not what I'm about. Chill, chill, bro. <laughs> Relax. Uh, don't worry, we're still swinging that way. But when you get maybe a guy who's been going down the journey a little bit, oh, I think maybe he might be cool with this guy. Or maybe he might like to spend some time with a guy who's a little more natural and see how they kind of play. And maybe I want to take one of my mates or you just happen, yeah, let's go to this event. Let's go to this event where there will be a lot of other natural other dudes. And you start to see that those Guys that go through cold approach, they're very used to interacting with females on a higher level, but not necessarily males on a higher level, and you start to see holes in their social skill set there. That's a really interesting thing to me. That's something I've been uh, kind of working on, kind of just diving into a little bit more as we've gone down this journey over the last year or so. Anyways, coming back on it. So you've been living through this barren wasteland where you just didn't have those skills. Yeah, that's the other thing. You didn't, not only do you not have the skill set, but you also don't have the, just the sheer experience of being around an attractive woman, let alone attractive women that are telling you, let's go. It's a completely different thing. It's a completely different model of reality that you now need to construct within your mind. And before we dive more into that, let me reset. So you're feeling me here. It's a completely different mode of reality, model of reality, in which that you are not accustomed to the level of women coming in right now or the frequency. There's two things I want to go up on here. So get your minds ready. Get your notebooks ready. Get your Evernote ready. Level and frequency of exposure. So to what level of woman have you experienced in your life? When you start to look at this thing of why do I get shut down by a strong feminine energy? So maybe you want to take this depending on who you are. Maybe you're a guy that does more day or maybe you're a guy who does more night. Just just apply whatever I'm saying in macro to your micro experiences. Hopefully you guys are getting a balance. Hopefully, you guys are getting a bit of a balance. I've spoken about that in other potters. Which potter specifically? Mm, actually, it wasn't a potter. There's a video maybe like two months ago called Day Versus Night, which you should do more of. If you if you want to learn more about the balance of things, go check out that video. Anyways, because I don't want to go into that right now. So what have you been doing more of, right? Let's say the level of, you know, the level of girl you've been accustomed to throughout most of your life. And I really don't like to rate girls on a scale of zero to 10 in the same way that when I rate guys on the scale of zero to 10, it's very general. It's extremely general. All I can pin down is a zero is by far is certainly and definitively the hardcore of all hard cases, just the worst, the worst social skills that you can imagine, just no social understanding whatsoever. And then you got a 10 who's an absolute natural. It's easy to pin down those two things with guys at least. And then an average dude's kind of in the middle, but what's an average dude? You know, when I'm given these ratings, all I'm really talking about is my personal account. 
my personal experiences mixed in with a bit of stereotype as well. You know, what you hear from people. So when I'm talking about scale with girls, it's for me, that's even looser. That's even looser because you can have a girl that's in different departments on a different rating of the scale. You can have a girl who's maybe, you know, a quote unquote, no, I don't even, no, let's not say that. Let's just say a girl who's society's 10 on the physical scale, but it's an absolute fish when it comes to a personality. And so she's like a two or three on the personality. So how does that balance each other out? It's, I know, I know. That's why I don't like to use scales of girls more so because there's too many variables that we're talking about. When I'm talking about my scale of whether you're a hard case or a natural for a dude, there's less variables because really I'm talking about one thing. I'm not talking about how good he looks. I'm not talking about how much money he has or his experience, da, da, da. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his social skill set, which is a lot easier to rate. So what I'm talking, what I'm about to say now, what I'm about to say now, that's what I mean. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying when I say this. So, you know, you got maybe coming into this journey, you've really just been exposed to a level of girl that was like five or six. You know, you never were hanging around with the, the real cool girls in school, you know, the really hot girls in school. That was not your scene. You were never really included in that. None of your girlfriends have been you know, leaders in that space, you know, extremely attractive physically and also personality on as well. You know, let's just take a general 10, you know, seven and above, seven and tens. Maybe you're just not used to that level. That's one thing that'll throw you off. That's one thing that will fuck you up. That if you're not used to this level of girl, her feminine energy will shut you down. Now, I gotta say it will, but let me back up a second because this is something I was holding back on before with where I was gonna throw up my own examples and my own... Uh, and how, what it's been like for me and if it's if I've ever been shut down by a strong feminine energy and I need to say this now but I don't think I'll explain it I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna uh, I think I'm gonna honey dick this and think we're gonna peach this up for a little bit later on because I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sinking in here but basically no for me personally a strong feminine energy has never really shut me down and I'll there's many reasons for that. There are many, 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 many reasons for that, which I'll explain probably on the back end of this potter. So I'm just pinning it, peaching it up in my mind that we will come back. Don't worry, we will come back to that. However, so that what I was saying there is that I need to backtrack a second because it's not, it's not concrete. It's not concrete. I like to talk. I like to be emphatic. I like to kind of drive points home with you guys and let you work out the nuances, let you work out the caveats and the uh, the gray areas. But maybe this isn't so gray. Maybe it's like, for the let me say this, for the most part, if you are not used to the level of girl that you're going to start to meet through day game and through night game, her level of feminine energy will probably shut you down. Will probably. That's probably a better way of me saying it. I said it before that you, it will shut you down. Will probably shut you down is a better way of saying it. Because I don't know, you might be like me. You might be like me who rises to that challenge, who loves a strong feminine energy, who loves a feisty, aggressive, strong feminine tiger coming at him. And it's up to me to rise to that challenge and to, to tame her, so to speak, and to tame that wildfire, so to speak. You know, you might be the type of person like me that loves that, fucking loves that. And so you won't get shut down by that. But let me say this, for most part, for most part, for the most part, most guys, uh, they're going to struggle town with that. That's one thing I think about when this guy said to me, why do we get shut down by feminine energy? If you're just not used to that level of girl, if you're just used to girls that are very meek, very low, I was going to say low level, but that's fucking harsh. It's fucking harsh. I know it's real, but it's harsh. You know, when I say low level, I mean like girls that maybe don't have a lot of self-confidence. They don't have a lot of self-esteem because I'm not, 
when I say low level, the tendency in your mind is to think that I mean like just a non-attractive girl. But please, if there are girls listening to this, or if the, and I know there are a few girls that listen to this, or if the guys that are just trying to mince words, that's not what I'm trying to get at. I think I'm just trying to do a real good way of trying to do right, trying to do right to explain that when I look at an attractive girl, I'm for the most part not really looking. Of course, I'm looking, but the percentage proportion of this pie that makes up whether I give her attractive or non-attractive stamp, her physical looks, what do they play? They play different roles at a different percentage at different stages. I don't want to get too bugged down on this, though, because I know we're getting down a totally different rabbit hole of society's expectations and that kind of stuff. Don't worry, I'm staying with you guys. But if you're not ready for that, and if you're, and sorry, if you've been staying on this level with this type of level of girl, she's a pretty meek level girl, maybe she doesn't have a lot of self confidence, maybe she doesn't take a lot of pride in her body, maybe she's not the most physically attractive, but at the same time, she doesn't blast you with a certain level of confidence that just makes you go bang. If you're not used to that, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've been tilling away. You've been nurturing the soil away. This seed's coming along, son. And this peach drops. This peach drops, and it's like, holy shit, I've never seen this level of peach. I've never seen this level. It's like in Seinfeld when Kramer brings over those, um, what the fuck's the name of that peach that he gets? It's not even, the, it's not even a real peach. What is it? The Mackinac peaches. There you go. The Mackinac Beaches, baby. If for any any Seinfeld fan, I'm just I'm more impressed with my memory on that because I haven't watched that episode in ages. There's this episode in Seinfeld where it's like there's this peach, this type of peach where it's only ripe for two weeks of the year or something like that. And it's not even a real fruit. It's just like something they made up. And he Kramer goes down to it. It's called the Mackinac Peach. There we go. Maybe this Mackinac Peach drops for you, boy. This Mackinac peach, Josh, you just never, you've never, you've never seen this level of peach. It's just so tasty. It's so delicious. So fucking delicious. And it's blowing your fucking mind. And all of a sudden you go, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm, 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 I'm out. Just like tea. Just like tea. I'm out. I can't handle this feminine energy coming at me right now. What I'm going to say here is that, hey, you're not used to it. Exposure is a thing. And not just exposure to the frequency, which I'm going to play off of next off, but just a certain level. So this is what I'm going to say to wrap up this point, to keep it a little bit more sharp here. As you go through this journey, as you go down this long night, this long road, going up this mountain, the level of girls that you start to meet will start to become normal, I guess you would say. But maybe not by default. You actually have to seek them out because... I know a lot of guys that have been in this journey for a long time and I've never seen them approach a really attractive girl to them. There's the cavi. There's your cavi. I've never seen them. I've seen, I've seen a lot of guys and I'll go out with some guys. We'll be out. I remember this more back in when I was first coming up that they were the masters of the five, six, and sevens, right? Whatever you want to call that. To them, they're five, six, and seven. However, I never saw them. I never saw them approach anyone that actually made them kind of shake a little bit. And that to me is something that goes, hmm, what are you doing this for then? Like, what the fuck are you do? Like, I get it. I get, I get, and listen to my students who are going, but Adam, but Adam, you make me approach girls that didn't make me shake my boots all the time. Yeah, that's different. We're on boot camp. We need volume. You can't just go around the streets looking for straight tens all day. You'll meet five people, right? You meet 10 people across a six hour day. I need you to meet 20 people today. And I need you to meet 25 people, 50 people this weekend. So we're going to lower the bar a little bit. That's a different thing. I'm talking about guys in their day-to-day lives here. You know, so what the fuck are you doing there? 
Because if you, and that's what's important about this point is that if you don't level up your level of the girls that you're meeting and bringing in those toughest girls into your life, then when you are met with that Mackinac peach, and please, when I'm referring to this girl as this Mackinac peach, I'm talking about her level. I'm not talking about, I'm not referring to her as an actual peach. Don't be that guy who's like, bit out of women are peaches. I know that. I know that. All right, relax. So you got to keep that level and really your exposure to that level. Because I see this thing as more of a comfort zone that is alive. You know, people like to think of the comfort zone as something that is very static, but not in my world, not in my mind, not from what I've seen. The comfort zone is very much an entity that is alive based on your exposure, based on your exposure. Sure. So if you're only seeing girls that don't really blow your mind, they don't really force you to bring the best of you every single time you see them because they don't incite that level of anxiety, nerves, potential downward spiral mentalities that if you don't check yourself, if you don't fucking check yourself, they're going to crop up. If you're not constantly being exposed to girls like that, then your comfort zone around girls of that level it's not going to be anywhere near where it needs to be. It's going to be so shrunken. It's going to be this little shriveled up walnut. Fuck, let me reset this camera. So basically what it comes down to is that if you're just not used to it, you should not, on your day-to-day, you should not be expecting to be used to it in these rare moments that hopefully over time will become more regular, in which case this will not be an issue, right? Now here comes the frequency. That's such an amazing organic segue into the frequency. Hell yes. So I touched on there that so in time with frequency, because it's right now it's rare moments. Right now it's rare moments of these extremely high value girls that you're starting to meet. They're blowing your fucking mind. They're making you back up, even when they're giving you green lights. Even when they're saying to you, come get it, son. Come get it. And you're just what freezing up. Freezing up. That's you right now. You're getting shut down because it's happening in rare moments. Now, what the other side of this coin is that of this exposure comfort zone thing is frequency. How often is it happening? Because you could go through a one month period of your life where you go out for 30 days in a row. You get that 30 day challenge up on it, right? You get in on this 30 day challenge. And so you go from just this little seedling and then you already sprouting leaves. You start to sprout maybe a little bit of fruit towards the end of that 30 day challenge. You met some really cool girls and your comfort zone has really been expanded. And because the frequency was there, and because the value, sorry, the value, the um, level was there as well. You were also meeting really high, high value, attractive girls. And so you're good for a month. You're good for a month because your your living entity, which is your comfort zone, has been expanded to that of a football sized field. Right, that's where you want to be living. You want to be living in that football sized field. However, it's alive. So if you don't maintain the frequency of being around high value girls you're probably going to back up on that feminine energy when you come back to it. When you come back to it, say you take like, this is one thing that's always kind of perplexed me, kind of perplexed me a little bit that guys that say, yeah, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to take the next six to 12 months, not speak to any girls, not go out with any girls, not see any girls, not do anything in this realm whatsoever with high value girls at all, at all. And I'm just going to work on my business. And it's going to work on my fitness and career. Now, what perplexes me about that is not, in fact, that they are doing that because in, inherently, uh, so that's what sometimes that's what you need to do. Right? Sometimes that's just what you need to do. Sometimes that's your calling in life right now, and you just you don't want anything to do with girls. You don't want anything to do with this cold approach game, this social dynamics game, this getting to uh, you know bust these social fears day in day out, night in night out. 
You don't want anything to do with that. You just want to focus hard on your business, hard on your fitness, fitness, whatever it is. Sometimes that's what life calls for. But what perplexes me is that guys expect to be able to come back and be the same person they were six to 12 months ago, despite the fact that now understanding this, and I know they don't understand this, but if you are listening to this now, what can you see is going wrong here? What did I just talk about over the last five, 10 minutes that might be causing a bit of a fuck point here? Well, the comfort zone is a living entity. If you take six, 12 months off of being around high value girls, and even though you've got these memories, you've got these experiences going well back of being around high value girls and not flinching and not backing up, not getting shut down, but actually being in the aggressive forward, strong frame, strong frame mindset. And you feel like that's just going to be there for life. Listen, the skills that you learn, they can be for a lifetime and they will be. However, there is a rust period. There is a period where if you if you don't have that frequency, yeah, the I'm not because you might might be thinking now. Well, I think haven't you always said, Adam, that if you do a 30 day challenge, those skills are laid for life. Absolutely, foundations get laid for life, especially if they're done with exposure and frequency over a considerable period of time, like 30 days. You're gonna lay down foundations for sure. But if you think that you're gonna be able to come back and just slide on in. Just slide on in with no rust whatsoever, especially when it comes to the more high stakes. Like I'm not talking about just going back out after six or 12 months and just meeting 10 girls on the street or maybe going back out one night, you know, going out for a night with your lads, going like going out for a night with your boys and the boys uh, and you going back in and just getting your feet wet, you know, and that doesn't take a lot of effort. The foundations for that were laid a long time ago. That's not really what I'm getting at. When I'm talking about getting shut down by feminine energy, I'm talking about having a girl that you're super attracted to because she's blowing all your light signals. She's got all, all men on deck. Let's go, right? And she's telling you, let's go. And this is going down right now, but it still requires you to take that. It takes. It requires that part of you to receive that feminine energy and just go, hell yes, let's do. I'm talking about that. That thing, because what is that? Like the foundations, we're coming back here. The foundations of just going out and meeting girls and just going out there and getting the getting your feet wet, getting your beak wet, right? That comfort zone for you is actually to expand to that level. It doesn't take that much effort. But for any guy and for any dude to be in front of a girl that you're super attracted to, it's going to require much more expansion of that living entity and comfort zone. Much more expansion. Different guys, different levels of expansion, most certainly. However, nonetheless, it's still going to require a much better... Just look at it. If you say to me right now, like, Adam, take six months off meeting girls, what's going to be harder? Going back out that day and just speaking to 10 people versus going back out that day speaking to 10 people, but let's say two or three of those people were girls you are absolutely blown your mind by. Like, they were just the types of girls that, that make you want to adopt a child. Right? They want to make you go to Africa, pick up six children, set them home, customs, let's go. Right? Those types of girls... And not only that, but those girls, they want you to come out for dinner tonight. That night, they want you to come out for dinner and that they're all, they're all down for the gym. They're all down for that jam. Let's go. Oh, oh, you can see now which one requires far more of a comfort zone expansion after six months off. So that's what's always kind of perplexed me about guys that take a long period of time off and they don't, and they think they can just come back and slide into the more higher stakes things as if it was yesterday. You know, you can do that with small things. You can do that with just going out and meeting girls, just going out 
and just going out, right? Let's just leave it there, just going out. But when it comes to receiving the feminine energy and feminine intent that's red hot, nah, you're going to need some frequency with that. You're going to need some frequency with that. You're going to need some level exposure with that. So that's really, you know, I'm thinking about it here. We're kind of tying up points. We're tying up thought processes here. Yeah, that if you're number one, let's sum it up. Number one, if you're just not used to that level of girl, a high level girl, that's going to shut you down. When she starts telling you on a physical level, on an emotional level, and sometimes on a verbal level, sometimes on a verbal level, you know, girls really shouldn't have to, but sometimes I feel like more, it's happening more. Let's be really, it's happening more in this day and age where there are just so many, so many scrubs nowadays that I just don't know if it's like so many scrubs, so many more scrubs, so many more fish, or if it's just more apparent because of social media. Like for a lot of the girls that like I'm friends with, they'll send me their DMs. Holy shit. Sometimes girls will just send me like, hey Adam, check this fucking shit. Check this bullshit. And they'll just like send me screenshots of uh, the types of messages guys are sending girls on DMs. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I'm like, what has brought a masculine being, well, it's barely even. It's barely even. What has twisted this guy's mind in such a way that he feels he needs to send this attractive girl on Instagram a DM that says, I fucking love you. I fucking love every single little picture that you post. And I feel like we would just be the best getting married. Let's just get married. Your titties, they're so nice. Let's get married. Like legit messages, legit messages I'm hearing. Like, And then they'll follow it up with a dick pic. Oh, let's just, let's just tip this, this bullshit of a message off with, hey, here's this mushroom tip as well. Let's swing the deal here. Thinking that was, thinking that was swing the deal by sending a little mushroom action with this bullshit message. And like, I see this all the fucking time. So I just don't know if guys were always like this or if it's like social media has fucked them up even more because of the avenues. I don't know. Where do we even go with this? Where do we even go? I don't even know how we got onto this, but I know what I was generally going with, which is that if you're not used to this level of girl, that'll shut down your feminine energy for sure. If you're not used to this level of girl on a frequent basis, her energy will shut you down. Well, we'll probably shut you down. We'll probably shut you down. I need to keep throwing that word probably in because we're going to go to examples. And actually, this is what I want to come on with now. I'm going to come on with a couple of stories and a couple of examples because there was... Uh, uh, there's something else I want to, oh yeah, we're going to, I definitely, I peached up a couple things. There's a couple peaches on my tree that I want to get to. I'm definitely going to get to why this wasn't the case for me coming up and different reasons for that. And I also want to talk about, uh, maybe a little bit more on the model of reality, but I want to throw a couple stories out here because I know you guys love that. All right. There have been many a time, many a time on boot camp where, oh, holy shit. Let me give this, did I speak about this already? I don't think I have. I don't think I have spoken about this, but shout out to Alex if he's listening to this, this potter. Yes, no, yes, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I have spoken about this potter, this story in maybe some other video, but I don't feel like it's been potter. But anyway, it's, it's a fucking mind blower, so I'm happy to repeat it right here because probably a lot of guys haven't heard it anyway. This is on day one of boot camp, or is it day fucking two? Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. Day one? I don't remember. Anyways, we're on day game boot camp and my boy Alex just happens to meet this gem of a girl. 
where, oh, fuck yes, this is so many lessons plays into this, where he wasn't ready for this type of girl because of the model of reality. Because he's, you got to imagine, this guy's a beginner. This guy's barely done any day game at all. And what was about to happen, it would just does not compute within his model of reality. This is a fucking perfect example. Let me reset this camera before we dive in. Okay, so this guy's an absolute beginner. He's barely done any day game at all. He's going through this roller coaster experience of being with fucking Adam on day game boot camp. And all of a sudden, like, so it's like kind of inside of a mall. It's not really inside of a mall. It's one of those big open malls. He stops this girl, and all of a sudden, she's just down. Like, she's just down from the very beginning. Qualification, that's done in like five seconds. And basically, he, oh, there's a lot of extra details that I'm not sure if are 100% relevant to the message of what I want to get into here. So let me, let me, because actually it's a very long story. So let me just make it pertinent to what I'm trying to talk about here. Basically, this girl's down right from the beginning. And when I say down, I mean like, this girl wants to have sex right now. Like, it's that type of level of hotness. Is that level of readiness for whatever reason. Now, a lot of you guys might be saying, holy shit, this is heaven. This is heaven. Where are we at? Where are we at? Well, you can just roll up to girls and she's already ready for sex. She's already down. She's already emanating such feminine energy where it's like, just fucking take me. Now, listen, he was doing a lot right. Not everything right. Not by, by far, he was not perfect. No one is. And I would never expect him to be. And you don't need to be anyway. Right? But he did enough. He conveyed direct intent enough that let this girl know... Okay, here's a masculine presence, here's a masculine intent, and for whatever brought her to that feeling of emotional state, that moment, at that time of the day, she's just fucking ready, she's just ready, and you know, I'm listening in on the mic so I can tell, and he's, uh, and okay, I need to, re- I need to, ba- I need to, yeah, otherwise the story doesn't make sense if I don't go into these details, so basically, because of his model of reality, it does not compute within Alex's mind that a girl could be this ready this quickly. That basically off the open, a little bit of qualifications done, and she's already saying, she's already pretty much saying to him, you know, let's take me. Like without verbally saying that, but body language, emotions, everything. She's just z- dialed in on the eyes. It's all there. And Alex doesn't know how to compute this. And so he wants to bail. He wants to bail right? The feminine energy, the feminine intent coming upon him is making him go shut down, right? Shut down. Just like, I'm out of here. I'm fucking out of here because I don't know how to process this right now because I have not experienced this level of intensity, this level of girl on a frequent basis. It just doesn't fit within my model of reality. So he actually wants to back out. However, I don't know this. I can't tell this. For whatever reason, there might have been things going on. I couldn't quite hear what's going on. But essentially, he starts looking around and from what I can make of, what I can pick up on because there's a lot of people going through here and the mics require a line of sight. So if a tons of people are going by, I can't hear everything he's saying. It's just how it goes with Bluetooth. So, but basically what I'm reading from the situation is, is that, that, well, they walk, they start walking. So they're already on a walking instant date and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, let's go back. He's already loving it. Now, they start walking, and I'm following them, you know, 40, 50 meters as they're going on their instant date, and they stop about 100 meters down at this kind of, uh, out the front of H&M down in Melbourne, out the front of H&M, and all of a sudden, I get a phone call from Alex, right? And so basically, let me get you guys in on my mind right here. Every single time this has happened in my experience of coaching people, essentially what is happening here is that they're going off on an instant date, however... 
she's worried about his logistics. As in, this guy's come up to me. Okay, he approached me in a ballsy, direct way. We're going off on this assistant date. Maybe he said he wants to go get coffee, wants to go go get green tea, wants to go get this uh, botanic session or go up on this, go shopping, go for a walk, whatever. However, he's also told me that he's got a friend because that's what he was doing. That's the context. Yo, you missed Scully. I saw you. I thought you looked beautiful. Just with my mate, I had to come say, hey. So she knows this context. Now, a lot of girls will be more worried not about their logistics because if they've already agreed to this, generally speaking, they're happy to go for 5, 10, 15 minutes. However, a lot of girls, whether it's just because they're really, really nice people, which is actually often the case in day game, that often is what you meet, just really, really nice girls that are just concerned with the fact that you're leaving your friend in the city because that's in their model of reality. That's what's happening here. However, they don't know that, okay, his friend is a coach. He doesn't, she doesn't know that. Or even if it's just a wing. Even if I wasn't even coaching him, I was just a wing. I'm He's still leaving his friend. So what I'm looking at here and what I'm thinking is, oh, okay, he's giving me a call because uh, she wants to get the green light from me. She wants to get the green light from me as his friend that he's okay to go off. So I get this phone call and of course I can see them. I get this phone call and he's like, yo, uh, Adam, what's up? And I'm like, yo, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Just let her know. It's cool. I'll go to the state library. I'll go, I'll go do this, da, 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 whatever. doesn't matter. You guys do your shit. And you're pretty much just giving him the green light to say, oh yeah, my friend says it's cool. Let's go. Right. That's basically what's happening here. But he says, oh, can, can you come meet me? Uh, can you come meet? I think, did I meet them then and there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. He said, can you come meet me? Because, and I'm like, okay, that seems a bit strange, but yeah, I'll come meet you. So I know where they are. I hang up, I go meet them and I roll up. And when I roll up on this girl and, and my student, I'm like, holy shit. Like if, if I wanted to be a dick, and this is what I said to my student at debrief later, if I was a dickhead and I wasn't your wing and I wasn't your coach, definitely not your coach, definitely not, even if I was just your wing and just wanted to be a dick, right? Not that I don't think your wings would do this because that's too much of a dick move. Wouldn't be your wing at that point. But say I was just a dick, right? And I rolled up on a situation where it's like, there's this girl and there's you and you're not leading this and you're not taking control and assuming this frame. I'm taking this girl off of you because when I rolled up on this girl, her eyes was just, you just Sailor Moon times 9,000. You think anime times 9,000. Her eyes and her pupils are so dilated. She is so ready to be taken by any masculine presence, any masculine intent. And just by default, this happens a lot. On bootcamp, when I happen to roll up on guys, my students, I happen to meet their girls in set. I happen to meet their girls for whatever reason, similar scenarios like this. And and the girl immediately just gets magnetized to me, just like like that, because it's like, holy shit. Like I, this guy's, she's because it's like contrast. Like, of course, like she's been with my student and he's been, he's done enough. He's done enough to be able to convey his masculine intent. But now Adam rolls in and this is what Adam does on his daily. And it's like, holy shit. And I'm recognizing the signs. So I know which buttons to push. I know which places to tease, which places to go hot on her with. And so, and I was barely doing any of that. I just rolled up. I'm like, yo, what's good? I just look here in the eyes. And she's like, just straight on me. And I'm like, holy shit, this girl's ready to have sex right now. This girl's ready to go down right now. And I'm like, so in my mind, immediately the first thing that goes to my mind is threesome. Let's go. I'm like, I can lead my student and this girl into a threesome scenario. No worries. We've got perfect logistics. Perfect logistics. We go straight back to my apartment. You know, we get that green tea. We get that gin, we get that Jenga. You know, we start playing some shit. Maybe put on a Disney movie. You know, even if it's not a threesome, I can at least allow for the space for them to, to connect sexually. 
and I'll just chill, right? Whatever it is, because I'm going to talk about another threesome example in a second. <laughs> and I have talked about this one before. And if Jay's listening to this, he's going to be like, fuck, man, how many times you have to bring this up? How many times you have to bring up this threesome scenario where I fucked it up? <laughs> I, I know, Jay, I know if you're listening, I'm pretty sure you listen to all of these. It's just such a fucking good example, though, of when you got, you just, it's actually his example, this other threesome example of where my student didn't recognize, oh, we're doing a threesome right now. Uh, he didn't recognize it, not because he's getting shut down by the feminine energy. So it's slightly different, but he got, it was more because of lack of experience. I will bring that back up though. I will bring that back up. But okay, let me stay on this example here. So I reckon I come into this example where I'm a little bit, I'm slightly confused. because I'm like, I've already given him the green light on the phone saying, it's cool. Go off with this girl. And she's heard that she's got the confirmation. So it's cool. So in my mind, there shouldn't be any issues from here now. So why is he asking me to come in and meet her unless he's thinking some crazy shit, which I don't know about yet. So I'm just going to find out. So I'm getting there. The girl's good to go. And I'm like looking at him going, okay, I'm giving him these eyes of like, lead it, lead it. Like this girl's ready right now. But he keeps like kind of dancing around and not pulling the trigger. He keeps just kind of talking about normal shit. And I'm standing there going, listen, man, in my mind, I remember saying to this in my, in my head, if I'm not your coach and if I'm not a nice guy, if I'm not your friend, I'm taking this girl off of you right now because you're not leading it. It was really confusing. It was very confusing. So in the end, basically, I have, I have to lead it for him by saying, okay, so are you guys going to go now? Like I said, are you guys going to do something now? I'm like, and for those of you that are just listening to this bottle, I'm using my hands in a shooing motion. Like, go, shoo off. Like, get out of here. Get out of here, kids. Go have a fun time, right? But he seems very reluctant. And I'm like, why? Why is he so reluctant? This girl, and it's not like this girl's like, um, like in the harsh words of Jersey Shore, she's not a grenade, right? She's not, a, she's not unattractive in any way, shape or form. I, I, am, I am acknowledging that she's a little too high energy. She is slightly strange in the fact that She's a little too high energy, but it's, she's in a strange state of emotion anyway, just based on the fact that she's ready to have sex right now with pretty much two absolute strangers, right? And consenting, like with, with no pressure, like there's no pressure whatsoever. Day game is the most gentlemanly thing of all. It's not like some, some hard night game pool. It's not that at all, right? It's this gentleman vibe that we have in the day game uh, scene, day game street scene. So it's very perplexing to me that he's being very reluctant. However, I managed to get them to go off and I say, I'll meet you guys at the State Library in 15, 30 minutes. Right now, let me reset this camera. Okay, to fast forward the story, because I, I gave you all the details I think I need to give you to explain what's really about to happen here, which is that I meet them like actually an hour later, uh, which is which is strange because most students know like, hey, if you go on instant dates on bootcamp, just keep them short like so we can keep meeting girls. However, for some reason, it goes like 45, 60 minutes. Also, he was from another country, so he got a little bit lost. Da, da, da. Anyways, I meet them back. I meet them back. And she's like smitten. She's like hanging on to his arm. She's like poking him. She's touching him up. And I'm like, these guys, these girls, this couple, like these, they're so ready to go. Like even I can see, even I can see right now, I could be like the dumbest of dumb, not have any social understanding whatsoever and tell that these two have either had sex or are ready to have sex right now, like right now. And I'm still feeling this reluctant pull from him. And as we're standing there, like she doesn't want to let him go. She doesn't want to let him go, yet he's not ending it either. It's fucking weird. So basically, I say to them, like, so, what's, you know, we've got to get going now. We're going, right? So we, they finally separate, 
and we do the final breakdown. We actually have to go sit down over tea to talk about this one interaction because of what the fuck just happened. Now, they were, they were making out on the tram. He was She was putting his, uh, his hands all over her body. You know, she's taking his hand, grabbing her titty. Right? She, she's been so physically aggressive. Her feminine energy is so aggressive with him. This is like in public as well. Holy shit. Uh, this girl's fucking ready. She's ready. And he was, but he was backing up. And this is this this is why I brought up this story. And so we're sitting down over tea, and I'm just I'm like, please, my man, please lay out for me why you did not pull the trigger. Because I was giving you every sign that you could have gone back to my place, you could have taken this girl somewhere. What's going on here? And basically, what he said to me was that Adam, I was trying to leave the interaction from the very beginning. And I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? And he's like, okay, let me replay this. When we were like walking, when we walked out of when we first met, like I got this weird vibe from her. Like she was like a little bit jittery. Her eyes were like way too like zoned in. Like she looked like she was pinging a little bit. Like she was like weird. Like her energy was weird. So I wanted to leave this because I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I thought this might be a dangerous situation. I didn't want any bar of this, Adam. And that's like, first off, I say to him, now listen, what the fuck? Like, let me stop you there. Anytime you meet a girl that's like throwing you some like a bit of a curveball, it's like a bit of a strange situation you haven't experienced before and you're backing out of that, no, no. Like when you are presented with any interesting situation that you've never been exposed to before, your mindset should be, let me go. Let me go into this. Let me get into this. Let me see what we can find out here. Adventure, adventure, adventure. Like not risk adverse. Let's risk embrace here. Let's embrace the unknown here. So that's the first thing, but let's keep moving on here. So he's like, okay, 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 I get that. So when we started walking, the basically the reason why I was walking is that I had to walk because I said I was going to go meet my friend because I was trying to get her to leave me. She didn't want to leave me. And still in my mind, this is like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to get this girl that's super into you to leave you? Now, now let's bring this out to this like fourth wall potter right now. The reason why he's trying to get her to leave him and try to get himself out of the situation is because he's not ready for this level of feminine energy. Like, and, and now um, I can talk about it so much more definitively because I actually got to meet her and I actually got to be there and observe for just a little bit of them being around each other. Listen, she was just oozing feminine energy. Now, you guys might be thinking, Adam, are all girls like this? No, no, not all girls like this. Most girls not like this. This is your two out of 10. This is your two out of 10 girl that if you go out enough, it just so happened this was on this guy's first game, first day of day game boot camp and an absolute gem. And he happens to meet this girl that is, just happens to be in this, this like golden zone of where the three of the trifecta, the golden triangle of where physically, mentally, and emotionally right? She is all there where her, she just wants it. And you know, a lot, a lot of times it definitely coincides with a girl's menstrual period. You know, there've been research on that by uh, Gad Saad, Gad Saad, been on the JRE a couple of times, Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, he's done, he's actually looked at a lot of this about uh, women's buying temperatures during different stages of their menstrual cycles. You know, she might've just been in that zone where she's like, I need someone to put a baby in me. I need someone to put a baby in me. I don't care who the fuck it is. As long as they're just, you know, the same people and there's like a reasonable looking dude, someone put a baby in me. Now, of course, that's not what she's saying. Don't be the weird guy who's like, oh, that's what she's really saying. No, no, that's not what she's saying, right? But that's how she's acting because that's hardwired 10,000 BC shit. That's Genghis Khan shit. That's Genghis Khan shit where it's like, 
you better fucking you better fucking take me for a ride right now, boy. And if you're not ready for this, like that wave, that wave of feminine energy, Alex wasn't ready for it. He just wasn't ready for it. And listen, most guys won't be. Most guys won't be ready for that. And the mentality, I mentioned it before, risk adverse or risk embracing, which one are you? And I'm going to talk about that. I need to pin that peach a little bit later because that's why even an 18 or 16-year-old Adam probably would have embraced that situation because I've always been kind of risk embraced in that scenario anyway. I'm going to tag that for later on. Shit, this might be a longer potter. We're going up on like 45 mins or something like that because when we've got some more shit to talk about here, boy. And we're going to talk about Jay's example. We're going to talk about the threesome of Jay as well. We're going to get to that. I've got to make sure that we do not forget that. So anyways, he's just not ready for her feminine intent that is just a tidal wave. It's a tsunami of feminine energy wash, washing over him. So when he was walking to H&M, he was walking because he was saying to her, I'm going to go meet my friend H&M, so we're going to have to leave each other because he's just doesn't, not ready. He doesn't know how to handle this. He doesn't know how to perceive this. His model of reality does not fit that a girl, that within meeting a girl, within five minutes of meeting a girl, she's ready to have sex. Just doesn't fit his model of reality. And you know what? For a lot of guys that do day game, that doesn't fit their model of reality because let me be honest here, this doesn't happen that often. Even for someone like myself that has done a ridiculous just straight ridiculous amount of hours on the street. Not even talking about clubs. Not even talking about night game, which I have done a fair share of as well. Not as much day game, but done enough to know about, done enough to take my students through. But on the day game, I put in some fucking hours. And let me think about it. How many times have I seen it, just personally, where you've seen a girl within five minutes of meeting her that she's ready to go down and it's like, hey, boom, take me now. Hmm. Percentages. Let's think about percentages here. I would say over the that's you can't even percentages. It's probably even not a good way of thinking about it. I would say a couple handfuls. I would say let's say right now you're in the fruit shop. Let's say you're in the fruit shop. You're diving into them button mushrooms. You know, thirteen ninety nine a kilo right now. <laughs> why, why is that relevant? I don't fucking know. Roll with it, because right, that is actually how I think. Because I would have picked them up yesterday. But right, you're diving into these mushrooms. Let's say a couple big handfuls of these buttered mushrooms. You slot them in your brown paper bag. They're ready to eat. That's probably how many times I've seen over the last seven years of girls that were ready in the take me mindset. So what do you, what do you, well, like six or 12 and six or seven in a hand, maybe a dozen, a couple, maybe a dozen, maybe, a do, maybe two dozen, 2024. Yeah. Maybe somewhere around that, maybe somewhere between a dozen to a couple dozen, somewhere like that of the experiences I've seen in the last seven years of when a girl within that time period, I'm not talking about where, you know, you met her and then you had to go back out, you put your shopping back at home, you came back out later that night and you had time to recharge, you had time to build, you had time to get, build this rapport with this girl, get this this vibe and connection going. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you literally met her. Yo, excuse me, miss. I'm going to have to stop you right here because I think you look sexy as fuck and I want to come say, hey, Oh shit, what's up? And she comes in on you and she's like, hey, how are you? What's going on? How many times does that happen? I would say no more than a couple dozen in seven years, in seven years of doing this shit. Just for perspective, having met thousands of girls on the street, specifically in that scenario, it's probably only happened anywhere between 12, 24 times, somewhere around there. Hard to put a number on because I'd really have to sit back and sift through and think about it. 
Right. But I would say it's good. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with that number. So for, for it to be happening for this guy, who has never done any day game at all, on day one, flew halfway across the world, and he's met one of these girls that even Adam has barely even, he's met maybe like 24 max of these type of girls. Yeah, of course, he's not ready for that tidal wave, that tidal wave of feminine energy, especially if he's come from the perspective of that this does not fit my model of reality getting shut down by this feminine energy and that's what was happening he's literally getting shut down he was getting shut down to the point where he called me this is the next thing he called me so if we go back to it why did he call me he called me and oh this is so fucked up he called me so that i he would have an excuse to leave he called me that initial phone call to bring me over so that he could say, okay, it's been nice seeing you, meeting you, but I mean, my friend, got to go now. See ya, see ya, right? That's why he called me in. But the reason why I interpreted that, I interpreted that phone call as, oh, he needs me to come in to give the girl assurance that his friend is okay. We can go off because based on every other experience I've ever had and ever seen in this game of coaching this shit, that's what it is. It's because the girl was like, but what about your friend? What about your friend? Are you going to leave your friend right here? You've been a bad dude. Will you leave your friend, right? That, and so she needs, she needs to get that to stamp approval from me to say, yeah, go fuck it. Fuck it. Go off and have a good time, right? And so that's how I interpret it. But then in post, Alex going to me, no, no, I was freaking out. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't want anything to do with this. So I wanted you to come in and take me out of the situation. Man. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Let me reset up here. So I think this is just hilarious at this point as we're debriefing how 180 we are in perspective. How I am just in default risk embrace and he's in default risk adverse. Get me the fuck out of there. I'm like, get me the fuck in there. And so it's like, it's crazy how much. And the reason why I really want to go in on this story because it's perfect is because now you guys are starting to see the lessons I'm painting. Now you guys are starting to see that if you're not used to this, if this is not something on this level, and this is more not so much of like, like she wasn't, I wouldn't say for me personally, she was a straight 10. I would say, but she was a good looking girl. Like she was good. Look- I would happily get into a sexual relationship with this girl. Happily. She's not, I don't know. She's not making me adopt African children, right? We're not in that zone yet, but we're not, she's not that level yet. We're not, we're not Brad Pitt and Angelina Joel Ray right now, but you know, she's def- I definitely want to. I definitely want to take for a ride. I definitely want to take her for a ride for sure. And uh, the fact that so he's not used to that level of girl and the intensity of feminine intent coming over. Because like, let me give you this. Let me give you this. When I'm standing there with these two, I'm like, I'm ready to have sex right now, and it's cold. It's like it's cold, and I'm feeling it move. I'm feeling it move. In the wise words of George Costanza, it's move, baby. Let's go. And so he's backing up on this. I'm backing. I'm going in. That's really what I want to paint here. And and if this is what's interesting, guys, is that as we talked about it onwards, I forced him to go on that instant date, essentially, because I said to them, go, go, go do it. And they ended up going down to the uh, Federation Square or the Botanics or something. They ended up making out on the tram, you know, grabbed titties left, right, and center, just fucking loving it between these two. And he got an amazing, crazy, wild experience he never would have experienced before if he had gone and let his the feminine energy shut him down. If he had operated on his own volition and not had this fucking madman in Adam be there to push him into it, he would have gone what most guys would have done and gone, ah, this is weird. This is weird. I'm not ready for this. I'm mad. 
I'm out of here because I don't know what to do with this feminine energy. And now this is where I'm going to segue off into... Oh, fuck. We've got to talk about the threesome story with Jay, though. <laughs> but let me wrap up. Let me wrap this up. Right? So you can see how the feminine energy can shut you down just based on experience, just based on frequency, your comfort zone, based on the level of girl you're being faced with. And for him, this guy, it was more just that it just did not fit his model of reality for sure. But what I want you guys to open your minds up to is that crazy shit can fucking happen. Now, that scenario and what I painted there is the craziest of craziest. Like, that's not going to happen realistically. Realistically, let's talk real here. For how many guys of you that now go out, should you now be going out expecting this, thinking that you're going to meet girls that are ready to just get slayed in the first five minutes? No. No, of course not. It's happened no more than a couple dozen times in the last seven years for me personally. Could have happened more for other guys, but, you know, I've I've done a lot of this shit and it's pretty rare that you meet a girl who has the golden trifecta where physically, mentally, and emotionally, she's ready to have sex right now, right? That, that, that's a different, you know, she had just come from working out. You know, that does a lot of things for girls as well. Working out, getting the blood flowing for girls, that does things for them, But anyways, that's, that's a different point. That's a totally different point. So don't expect this shit. However, the lesson here is that be ready. Be ready for when the tidal wave and tsunami of feminine intent is upon you. Be ready to embrace that shit. Please do not default into the risk adversity. Because one thing here, guys, is that with the risk adversity, which Alex showed, was that he was just, it just did not compute within his model of reality. But that's not all guys. A lot of guys get shut down by feminine intent because they feel like they don't have the skill set to manage. A lot of guys do not feel like they have the skill set to manage this feminine intent. You know, that's one thing with T, that when he's up in the club and these girls come, just shout out, throw back to a different client that we talked about in a different potter, you know, when a girl's rolling up on him and he just doesn't feel like he has the skill set to manage her and he feels like he's going to fuck up. Listen, listen, if, if a girl's coming on you so strong, tsunami of feminine intent, she's going to wipe out the whole fucking island. She doesn't care whether whether the, uh, the the palm trees are on the left side of the island or whether the house is in the middle or whether this little city is situated in the northeastern corner. I'm going to wipe out this entire fucking island. And what is that to say? What that's to say is that she doesn't require you to be Casanova. She doesn't require you to be this highly refined, calibrated, had several years under the belt of social refinement to be able to manage her carefully through this emotional tsunami that she's putting upon you. No, that is not what she's asking for you. What is she asking for? She's asking for a fucking caveman. She's asking for you to be the Pacific motherfucking ocean to absorb her feminine intent, to absorb this tsunami of feminine essence and energy fucking intent right that's what she needs from you she doesn't need she doesn't need this little professor in a white clothes or not even to profess that's what she doesn't need uh she doesn't need this 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 uh maybe professor's the right example then she doesn't need this this guy that is going to try and go okay tsunami just a little to the left a little to the right okay don't hit that don't hit don't hit that island that's where my mom lives that's where my mom island is all right so maybe okay you can take out these islands she doesn't need that but she doesn't need that at all. When a girl is coming up on you, that's the thing is that don't get bogged down and think you don't have the right skill set. Let me give you guys a personal example that just hits me right now because we've got to get to the J. We got No, no, fuck it. Fuck it. We're going on the J story right now. 
And the reason why I'm laughing and why this makes me so excited is because if he's listening, I'm sure he's fucking laughing as well. I'm sure he's cracking up. And actually, I'm sure he hasn't caught on yet. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. Um, Joshy, Joshy, giving you a week. Jay, right? Okay, I have mentioned this story many a time in different videos, but you would have to be an OG to know this story. For those of you that are new, for those of you that haven't maybe heard this story, holy shit, my leg's bleeding. That'll teach you not to fucking wrestle a bag for 25 minutes straight without knee pads. Fuck. Anyway, I I took a whole bunch of skin off my kneecaps. They are fucking juicy right now. They're not bleeding, but they're like, you know, it's like that uh, the white blood cells are being emitted, emitted, emitted. It's just getting loose. Anyways, forget my injuries. There have been many a time I've had the opportunity to mention this fucked up threesome story. However, however, I need to repeat it in its entirety because it is one of my favorite stories of all time. I tell it to students all the time. And of course, I don't mention full names. I don't mention anything like that. The guy who is in reference to this, he's a G. He's a G. He's been one of my long timers. He knows me very, very well. I love him. I still love him. Jay, if you're listening out, you're a fucking gem, all right? And this story is so good. So we're going to have to tell this story. So this is what I call the J story or the J threesome. Basically, basically, day game boot camp, it's, what's even more fucked up about this scenario, how crazy it is, when I say fucked up, it's just fucked up in the level of craziness, is how quickly it happened. So, and how absurd it was that this was the very first girl he met on boot camp. Ridiculous. So, for those of you that don't know too much about the boot camp process, unless, you know, I don't really talk about it that much, I guess, but maybe if you listen to the other potters, after the first hour of boot camp, after trial by fire, you know, just smashing them by trial by fire, just meeting these people. And then we go down, we sit down, we lay out a couple things. It's pretty much the only theory of the boot camp is the first hour. Where we sit down at a cafe, I teach the students two things, two things they need to know, right? And then it's all, it's all infield from there. It's just one hour spent on just getting their mind right, reminding ourselves why we're here. A couple things to do with your 50, a couple things to do with the toolbox, skill set, that type of stuff. Excuse me. And that's it. And then we go out and we start meeting girls because that's what we're really there to do. So it's, yeah, it's hardcore shit. But the first thing we do, right, is that I teach them the physical stop. So we go off into the side street or side alley. It's not even an alley. It's like just a side road, I guess, where it's often little markets. And I just teach them the stop so he knows how to physically stop people without harassing them. We've got to make sure we do that. And he gets to practice on me. He gets me to do it on him. Da-da-da. He gets to feel it. We go out, we do a few warm-ups. Now, his first set... His first interaction is like, is it, she's a, uh, I shouldn't use her nationality. I shouldn't use her nationality. Oh, it should be okay. I, Cause I don't even know her name. I don't even know her name. This She's Irish. She's an Irish tourist. Right. And I think she's only in Melbourne for like three months. Like, you know, typical kind of coming down, doing the strawberry picking, doing the farm picking, just living the, living the, uh, living the, uh, living the dream, living the Australian tourist dream. Yeah. And he meets her and they go off on like a walking instant date immediately like immediately and it's like fucking blowing my mind like what the hell is happening here and i'm kind of like tracking back like 10 15 meters on a pretend phone call just like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you know and so like, we, we get there they they end up stop walking they end up exchanging details she's a super nice girl but hey this is the first interaction of the day we got to get on with boot camp so even though she's the type of girl now looking back in hindsight she was like this girl of alex like if if i wanted to get involved if I want to get involved, basically what we would have done there, I was like, hey, 
you seem like the type of girl that would be cool for a coffee right now. Let's go. Hey, Jay, you want to get a coffee? Let's get a coffee. Come on, guys. Let's get a coffee right now. So we go get, not that I drink coffee, but then we, we go, they go get the coffees. I get my tea and we go sit up and then we'll go down to the state library. We'll go chill on the grass. And then we'll go back to my apartment because there happens to be some Disney playing. Holy shit. Let's go. Right, that's this type of girl right now. However, it's day one of boot camp, and not only day one, it's the very first fucking interaction. So, by all means, I'm not even in that mindset. So they exchange details. Now, I need to fast forward here. On not day two of boot camp, so not the next day, but the day after, I'm doing this community session, bowl session, where we get 10, 15 guys to go out, meet girls in the city. Da da da. We all come back, do a debrief. We all share our lessons in a circle, break it all down. Now, during debrief. Jay has to go on a day two with this girl. So throughout boot camp, he's been in contact with her on since day one. He's been able to set up for a day two after boot camp, right? This isn't fucking amazing. Like for a guy that's come on boot camp, it's crazy. Oh, hold up. I need to reset this camera. So let's go. Hold up. So we set up for the day two successfully. Fantastic. Now, during this debrief that we're doing with these guys, Jay has to leave early to go meet her. So he does that. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they do. But he left his he left his luggage at my apartment that morning because he was from a different city. Not going to save a city, but he's from a different city. So he left his uh, his little hand luggage at my Airbnb. So he was going to have to pick it up. Now, one thing is that I'm flying out. I'm flying out at like 5 p.m. This is like 12 p.m. I would say we're at debrief right now. Well, yeah, would you say 12 p.m.? Could be even a little bit later. It could be 2 p.m., something like that. But, it, you know, not. I don't really have that much time. But anyways, enough time. Enough time for what's about to happen. So, uh, yeah, so fast forwarding. I go through the rest of his debrief. We do the rest of his debrief on this bowl session. It's great. I walk back to my apartment and I start getting shit uh, ready, start packing shit up. And then Jay sends me a text saying, hey, man, uh, can I pick my stuff back up? And also, she's coming over. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say, boy? What'd you say? You say this girl's coming over? I'm like, he's pulling on this day two. It's the first day two as well. And it's also a boot camp weekend. What the fuck? Like, this is crazy good. This is so good. Like, it's like, this is, it's crazy. Like, it's like, what? Because the day two hasn't been going for that long. It's really only been like an hour, an hour and a half they've been on this day too. And he's already bringing her to another guy's apartment. Just think about that. It's not even his apartment. It's like, from her perspective, it's like, I'm going on a day two with this dude that I've barely known for five minutes. And with an hour and a half, I'm then going to go to his friend's place. So this girl... She's got to have some type of golden trifecta going on. Like the golden triangle's got, there's got to be a lot going on right here for a girl to be willing for this to happen. Like she's just got to be ready. Like she's got to be, yeah, I want to get fucking slayed. Like I want to get slayed tonight. So, and I have no issues with that. Do you guys ever notice that I don't ever use derogatory terms when it comes to girls that are living through their sexual femininity? Never, because that's how we evolved. Women inherently not only on an organ-based sense, they have one organ that is just dedicated for sexual pleasure, right? The clitoris has no other function but sexual pleasure. That's it, right? 
Girls, girl, especially if you start to look at some more tribal shit, I don't want to dive into that right now, but you look into Sex and Dawn, Chris Ryan, look at some stuff around that, you know, girls tend to enjoy sex a lot more than men, right? Now, I don't want to go into the whole details of that, but you look at the just the very nature of what orgasms are and how men experience orgasms, how women experience orgasms, sexual organs, da 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 that type of stuff. Let's just say, let's leave it at this, even if you want to argue with me to extent, you cannot argue with me that women enjoy sex. You can't. This is not the medieval ages. This is not. This is not uh, the the Middle East, right? Where we're trying to lop off women's clitorises. No, women love sex just as much as men do, if not more. So, this girl's enjoying it, and no, I never. I'll never say slut. I'll never use whore. I'll never use derogatory terms because it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? We're all made to be. We're all. We're all evolved through this process of sexuality. So chill, bro. Chill. Okay. So this girl's loving it. I'm loving it. But he sends me this text saying that oh she's coming around as well and i'm like let's go i'm like let's go so in my mind what's happening right here immediately i go into reference 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 what have i experienced in this time before through friends through different wings basically what this means is that there's two plays here there's either a that he's recognized this girl is ready to be pulled she wants to have she wants to get double not double she just wants to get dig down right now she wants to enjoy some of that love just between him and her and he isn't able to get her back to his apartment because he has to pick up my bag from my place because I have to bounce in a, th- in a few hours. So that's probably, that's either plan A that I'm thinking he's going with or plan B, which is that he recognizes that Adam has the perfect logistics right now. And because Adam's already met her, he could maybe make this pull a little bit easier, potentially a threesome. I, In my mind, I probably wasn't thinking he was thinking threesome, because I just don't think, because, you know, his day one, uh, first, his first boot camp, like his boot camp, like, I wouldn't expect my student to be operating on that level yet. It would be really strange if he was operating on that level. Of of conceiving the facts, like, like, let, like, it's probably just blowing his fucking mind that this girl is coming to a random dude's apartment at this stage. So, they, uh, <laughs> they ring the buzzer, I go down, I pick her up. I pick them up to take them up up the lift. And the first thing I notice is just like this girl uh, with Alex. Oh, she's ready. She's ready. She's laughing at everything. And I don't just mean laughing. I mean laughing. Like, I mean eyes. I mean, oh, this energy is real. Like, I can feel like it's starting to move. You can always feel the tidal wave tsunami of feminine energy when you start to get a bit of jitter in the old one piece. When you start in that three piece downstairs. In the balls, <laughs> you start getting that energy. You always know. You always feel it. Right? If you're in tune with that, you can just feel it when this girl's ready. It's just there. It's such a hardwired thing. It's just biology, man. And so I'm like, okay, so it's either because that's the thing. When a girl who's this crazy, not crazy, but when you got a girl that's this wild, she's got the golden trifecta going. The guy with the strongest frame is going to win. Now this is something interesting. The guy with the strongest frame wins, and what that means is that. She, for whatever reason, what is it? Whatever has brought her to this scenario in this golden triangle scenario of where she's physically ready, she's mentally ready, and she's emotionally ready to be taken by a strong masculine frame, right? She's ready to be. She's got the tsunamis. The tsunamis fucking coming in. I just need the Pacific Ocean. Whoever's going to provide me with the Pacific Ocean, that that's good, right? That's good. As long as it's the Pacific Ocean, and what does that mean? Strong masculine frame. That's all that means. She couldn't care less whether it's you know, a 7 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Because a 7 out of 10 is going to provide a pretty good frame anyway, right? In terms of like a guy, if I'm talking about rating guys there. 
So when I'm in the lift, I'm, what I'm processing here is that, oh shit, uh, if I'm not careful here, I could, and if I was a dick, I could easily take this girl off of Jay. That's, and that's, it's not that, like, when I say that, I would never act upon that because I'm a good dude. I'm a good guy, and this is my student. I want him to enjoy this experience. Hey, if he wants to bring me in for a threesome, let's let's triple dig down, right? Not triple dig. There's only two digs here. Let's double dig down here, right? Let's go. I'll be more than happy to assist in this situation. Hey, I hold her hair. However, <laughs> but however, let's get explicit. However, if he just wants the logistics for them to have a moment together and he just needs me to get the fuck out of the way but provide the logistics, I'm more than happy to do that for him as well. You know, when I'm a wing, for anyone I've ever been a wing with, I'm always the team player. I will always do what's best for my wing. 100% because that's just like, it's res- it's reciproci- reciprocity. It's reciprocity that I know if I do my wing a solid, he'll do me a solid the next day, you know? I don't need to step on, and no more than that, I am more than capable of going out and getting my own fruit. I don't need to steal my own wings fruit. So, but because of my coaching mentality, that's just the thought that runs through my head that goes, oh, from a coaching perspective, I'm recognizing the golden triangle within this girl that, oh, if I was a dick, any guy with a strong frame could take this girl right now and get done with this girl right now. So, but that's all, that's all one thing that goes through my mind. I'm just letting you guys into my mind. Of course, I'm not a dick, so I wouldn't do that to him. You know, fuck you. If you think that, if that's the type of person you are, fuck you. Like, how dare you? So, so we get up. We get up in the apartment. And this is the funny bit. This is the funny bit. This is the bit that Jay fucking hates. He hates because it was just, in hindsight, it's so easy to recognize. But when you're in the fucking juice of things and in the moment of things, it is so hard to recognize without the frequency of experience and your model of reality matching this scenario. So basically, we get up there, and we're sitting on the couch, and this is a really nice Airbnb as well, so she's even more like, just like, I'm with two fucking cool dudes, like she knows I'm a cool, like I'm, I'm blowing her away a little bit, he's blowing her away a little bit, and she's like, holy shit, I'm in this cool Airbnb in this, in this new country, and it's like, I'm fucking ready, and you can just feel it, you can feel it so visceral from her, like you can smell the estrogen, you can feel it, and it's just powerful it's powerful and so she's sitting on the couch and basically what i do is as my good guy deed i say to them i get the fuck out of there like basically so i sit them down and i'm like yo i'm just gonna head upstairs and i'm just gonna finish off the rest of my packing which i did have to do but i didn't have to do it then i didn't have to do it immediately i could have done it in like an hour but i decided no i'll do i'll you know i'm getting the fuck out of the way so this really nice lounge set up it's really nice low red lighting low orange lighting it's nice and warm it's it's like have is a really nice couch have your way have your way right i'm gonna go upstairs have your way so i go upstairs i shoot upstairs and basically what i do is i go to i go to packing but i'm like carefully i'm like i'm like a little kid on the staircase just like listening to his parents talk about their christmas gifts i'm talking i'm like that i'm like at that moment just trying to like pace out like what's going on here and like is he going to pull the trigger or is he not going to pull the trigger and so i let them sit on the couch for like 10 minutes maybe 10, 15 minutes, and it's just normal chit-chat. They haven't started making out. They haven't started anything physically amorous. It's just normal chit-chat. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, in my mind, because, like, it's so damn obvious. Now, to me as a coach, it's so damn obvious that this girl, she she needs the Pacific Ocean sun, but he's not providing it. So what am I going to do here? I'm going to give him a little shove. 
I'm going to give him a little shove here because Adam being the dude that Adam is needs to give him a little shove before, because I'm, I'm never going to be the guy that's going to go down there and take her off of him. The only way this is going to play out is either in a threesome or it's, so it's either a threesome or they just do their own thing. So just, I guess, one-on-one there or nothing at all. There will be no Adam cutting any lunch. I'm going to get my own lunch in my own life. So in my mind, it's like, okay, he needs a little shove. Fair enough. I would probably, okay, I can't say I would because that's not entirely true. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Hold up, let me reset this camp. Okay, so I'm recognizing that he needs a little shove. He needs a little slide in here. So I'm going to slide in and I'm just going to try and prod him into realizing the perfect opportunity we have and that he has right here. So what I do is I get my luggage from upstairs and I take it downstairs and I say, oh, I'm going to finish my packing down here. Well, I don't say that, but that's what I do. I finish my packing downstairs because there's really no other reason for me to be down there at this stage. So I'm just like, I bring some stuff downstairs and I just start packing and I start having a chat with them. And what I'm realizing is that she's getting even more lit. She's getting even more fired up. Like I can tell that every time I make a joke at her, every time I remember arguing with her about the Scottish and Irish accents and Conor McGregor's accent and that da 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 that kind of stuff. And I remember her just being like, no, like no. And just getting fucking, just getting so lit and ready for this. And I'm like, I'm like staring at Josh. I'm like, I'm staring at him um, to, oh, I, I just, the reason why I paused there, I'm like, am I supposed to say his name? As long as I don't use his full name, we're good. All right. I'm like staring at Jay going, fuck. I'm like giving him these eyes, like do it, do it without me actually saying do it. I'm like, do it, giving these eyes, but he's not recognizing it. So what I say to him is this, oh, oh, you know what, Jay? You should show her. You should show her upstairs. This is amazing, amazing garden upstairs, like a rooftop garden. Go show her. It's amazing. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, come come check this rooftop garden upstairs. And he's like, I can, I can see the confusion on his face. Like, why is Adam getting me to show her a garden upstairs? Like, why? Like, has Adam lost his fucking mind? Like, we're here on this nice couch. And I'm like, please. Go upstairs to the garden. Yeah, of course, I didn't say it like that. But in my eyes, my eyes are like, go to the fucking garden. Because the garden isn't the garden, right? The garden is that there are three bedrooms upstairs empty. There are three bedrooms upstairs empty. You could, you know, you could start the make out out there. You could start getting loose and juice up there. But the bedrooms are on the way. They're on the way. You can see that, right? It's all there. You're going to have to walk past the bedrooms to get into the rooftop garden. So it's all going to kind of work itself out in my mind. In Adam's mind, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I just send him up to the rooftop garden, that should get the wheels turning. Because, like, he'll pass the bedrooms, they'll be on their own. If Even if he's super confused at why Adam is telling him to go upstairs to the garden, he should at least pick up on the fact that there are, in fact, bedrooms up there. Empty. Three of them. It's a very big Airbnb. It was fucking insane. So he takes her up there and I'm like, all right, sweet. Now I'm just going to play the waiting game. Let's play the hungry, hungry hippos right now, waiting for my student to dig down here. Or maybe he might call me up and we might get a double dig down here. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting at the bottom of the stairs, just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen here. And then all of a sudden, so I hear the sliding door go. They go upstairs, they talk, they talk. And then I hear the sliding door close again. And then I hear footsteps coming closer to the stairs. And so I back up, go back to my luggage and I'm doing there my luggage, and they start coming back downstairs. And I'm like, what? In my mind, I'm like, okay, something had to have happened here. Something, I don't know. Something within my scope 
has not popped into my scope whether she's told him already, I'm on my rags, I'm on my rags, and we can't have sex. Maybe they've already had this discussion, so I chalked that up. Maybe they've already had this, maybe they made out for a little bit, and she's like, oh, not this is too fast, this is too fast. Okay, that's cool. But it has to be something. It cannot be the fact that he did not pull the trigger. Because, listen, you got this girl who is, by all accounts, just on her golden triangle of her 50, showing you that and I'm a fucking tsunami of femininity right here. I need some guy to take me right here. Like she's showing you this physically, which means she's very touchy. She's very, very touchy. She's very relaxed on the couch. Her body language is very open. Her eyes are pinging off like Sailor Moon. Her eyes are just fully dilated. Just think of a dog that's just that's just going for a walk. It's about to go for a walk. It's just like psh, just like that. And it's like and like verbally, she's saying she's saying everything she she can to tell us she's ready. So even if you weren't picking up on that, your coach is telling you some pretty weird shit. Go upstairs and show her the rooftop garden. That does sound a bit weird now that I think about it. Unless you are on the same wavelength of me, which is that, oh, isolation. Oh, bedrooms upstairs. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense now. So it can't, in my mind, it cannot be that he has not picked up on all the signals. All the signals, Jerry. It's signals, Jerry. Right? How could he not have picked up on this? So he brings her back downstairs. And the way that I know that in my mind that, okay, he just hasn't picked up on this is because when, when he brings her back downstairs, he has to go use the toilet on his own at a certain point, like 10, 15 minutes later. So I just get 10, I just get like a few moments, like a minute or two minutes on my own with her. And I just sit down and talk with her for one, two minutes. And the entire time I'm just like this. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. And basically what I'm doing there, for those of you that can't watch and can't see the expression on my face, it's like, mm-hmm. It's basically what I'm saying is, it's like my face is gone and gone into like peanut butter and jelly mode. It's like, I, I know I know we're talking here, but I know what you're saying. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the yeah, you, you traveled? Yeah. Mm. Oh, 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 you like, uh, you like UFC too? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's fuck. Right? Like it's that, it's that type of mentality. Like it's that type of, it's that vibe. It's that vibe that's going on between us where it's like, oh yeah, it's, you're on the cusp, you're on the precipice of an absolute, it's like the tsunami is there and the ocean is there, but for some reason there has been a perspex glass 600 foot wall has been erected in between this and all we need to do to take down this perspex wall which we can see you can see through it and there's not much holding it right it's just a 600 foot wall and all that's holding up there is like a little tiny padlock and i have the fucking key i've got the fucking key and all i need to do is just hey hey listen close your eyes five seconds you guys fucking close your eyes five seconds and that little that's the little key and as I turn that key in that padlock, which is, oh, I'm going to kiss her in this five little five seconds right here. Whoosh, that motherfucking tsunami's coming down, right? Where it's like that wall comes, 600 foot wall comes down. Boom, right? It's in, it's done. And when I'm sitting there, just going, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah. Now, I can, if I can see that, basically, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do here because I'm running out of time. I've got to go to the airport. You know, there's, there's enough time for us, maybe like, maybe half an hour at this point, we might have half an hour together, and I'm pushing, that's pushing it, like, I'm gonna have to fucking run to the sky bus, 
But we, but but I would do it. I would do it if all of a sudden after the toilet break that Jay's just taken, if he had like gotten into the mode and he had gotten his mind aligned, and if he'd come back down and said to me, uh, and, and actually took in charge and actually like got, he's like, holy shit, I now realize why Adam sent me up to the fucking rooftop garden. I missed the fucking beds. I missed the fucking garden. I missed the scenario of this golden triangle in this girl. That's okay. We've got maybe half an hour here. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. All he needs is that little padlock. Right, that little padlock, and if he just like, maybe, because how would I know? How would I know if he's picked up on it now? Well, he would probably do something cheeky. Maybe he might text me. Maybe he might say, hey, Adam, can, I, can you just show me this thing in the kitchen? And he might say, hey, man, I'm going to try something with this girl right now. Right? Maybe if he had had a few more hours, he probably would have picked up on it. But because we've only had, I don't know, an hour, an hour tops together, He's prob- it's probably going too fast for him. And I, I realize that. I realize that. But I'm sure, and he has always been kicking himself after this, when I've told him in the past, when I went back to him afterwards, while, after it was all said and done, and I said to him, listen, man, why do you think I sent you up to the rooftop garden? And I remember, I remember and, so, and he's like, why? And I'm like, because his bedroom's right next to the rooftop garden. <laughs> I just look at him like that. And I remember the first time in person where I told him that. And he's like, he like crumbled. He's like, oh, fuck. Shit. Like there was like, there's like perfect scenario for those two to go in on each other. And also she's totally down for a threesome. She was so ready. She's ready for it. And you know, in that one to two minutes where we're like sitting there, I'm like talking to her on the couch. It's like, and I'm doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, I'm good. Do that. All right, let's go. Right. And she's just sitting there. She's so ready. And I'm like, I'm like, oh no, oh no. If if he doesn't realize this, if he doesn't realize that this girl just needs it right now, then I'm, I I'm. It's like, what can I do? What more can I do? Because I'm not gonna cut his lunch right here. I'm not gonna start making out with his girl, which is I can very easily. It's so easy. It's wrapped up. It's a little wonton dumpling right here. Let's go. And I can't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because there is the slight chance he might perceive that as me cutting his lunch, not me starting the threesome. I'm sure now in hindsight, he would be fine with me saying, oh, because I couldn't fucking realize it. If Adam had just started making out, you know, get it going with her. And then if I had walked in and Adam had been like, oh, you, Jay, you can fucking get in here. Fucking get in here. Enjoy this love because that's what I would have done. I would have been just would have handballed him in handballed him in, I would have taken, Josh, get the fuck in here, he starts making out of her, we, I take them both up to the double bed, we just fucking get this shit going, right, that's what would have happened, however, I really didn't know Jay that well at that time, I didn't, you know, he's our first, he's done night game, night game boot camp after, this is our first time meeting each other, I didn't know how he's going to perceive that, hold up, let me reset this, uh, reset this camp, I just didn't know how he would possibly perceive that, he might have perceived that, as a dick move, like, what the fuck is my coach doing, he's making out of my girl on the couch, how dare he, you got this coach couch, right, you got this coach couch action going on right here, you're dicking down on my girl right here, you're supposed to be my coach, man, what's going on, right, that's, that's why I didn't do that, however, in post, I'm sure Jay would now, knowing that he probably would not mind, and in future, he probably would not mind me just, Getting this shit started and then getting it to come in as well. And, you know, I would have wanted him to take lead as well. I would have wanted him to take lead because, as you can see, now let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap this story up. I know, holy shit, we're pumping on close to an hour and a half here. Longer potter. What are we learning here, lads? What are we learning here? We're learning here that 
when you are presented with the feminine energy in the form of a tidal wave, a tsunami, and I have been painting extreme scenarios, but dial it back because, listen, this is probably not going to be what's happening most of the time. Most of the time, what you're going to feel is that maybe you're on a day two and the girl you know, starts getting a little more physical than you thought she would. Or maybe the girl says to you, hey, I'm not doing too much tonight. Do you want to come back to my place? You know, that's how this is probably going to manifest more than not. Right, more often than not, you're just going to get these little indicators of a little bit stronger feminine energy than you were ready for. Or maybe the girl's like, "Hey, I don't really have to be up till late to, uh, till late tomorrow. You know, let's go out. Let's go out for dinner. Let's go. Let's go get some food." Even though you only thought this was just going to be a one-hour coffee day, and you weren't fucking ready, so you buck you back the fuck out. You're like, "I'm out. I'm fucking out." Because this little feminine energy push, with the girl's feminine energy, she pushed you a little bit, but you weren't ready. What I'm encouraging you to do is to open up your mind when you start to get beyond the cold approach and pick up shit, which in my mind is only the first 10%, right? When you start getting to day two land, which is the 90% of interactions with this girl, right? Listen, the way you meet the girl is very, very small. It's a very short period. It's a little five, 10 minute interaction at most. How you then present and proceed through the day two, through the day three, through casual relationships, potentially monogamous relationship or, or different crazy shit like that. Right, that's the 90% big ticket long length we're talking about. How you handle that, you need to be risk embracing. You do not want to be risk adverse. And at the same time, you need to be ready as much as you possibly can. And the caveat here is that you can only be as ready as you have trained for. Listen, you do not, what's the quote? You do not rise to the level of your expectations. You rise to the level of your training. That's not the exact quote, but it's a pretty fucking, it's a pretty fucking close uh, paraphrase, which is that we, we rise to the level of our training and our preparation. You can only do as much as you have trained for. So if you've only trained yourself to be around, you know, average girls, average girls, meek level girls, girls that don't really blow your fucking mind, whatever that is for you. And you don't really meet, you don't really get around them that often. And if, if you do happen to be around, you have experienced high value girls you're not doing it on a frequent basis. So your comfort level has not expanded. Your level of training has not expanded you to that to that level and you're not constantly refreshing that. Then you will only be able to rise to your level of training in that sense. So you can only ever be as ready as you have trained for. So here's what it is. You need to get exposure frequently. If you want to be ready for this, if you want to be ready for feminine energy, if you want to be ready to be that Pacific Ocean, to be that Adam who recognizes the golden triangle in this girl right now, oh, this girl wants to... She just wants to get fucked right now. She wants to fuck me right now. She wants she wants to fucking party right now. Let's go, right? You want to be able to recognize that in the moment, then you need to have been going out. The only way that I recognize that when my student doesn't recognize that, why is it because I'm just some fucking, some fucking guy that recognizes it? No, it's because I have been, you bet your sweet ass I've been going out hard for the last month. Hard for the last month. Going out meeting tons of girls, bringing in girls. You know, I was on an, I was on instant. You can for sure bet I was on an instant date earlier that day. Oh, hold up. We still recording? Shit, that scared the fuck out of me. My Mac, my Mac went black. My Mac went black. But uh, it's because the screen, the screen just dropped off. Okay, okay, hold on. I got, I got, I got to keep going on here because uh, not that we have to wrap up. I mean, we, I could, get, I could refresh the battery and refresh the memory card. But uh, no, my, my batteries are good. My batteries are good. That just scared the fuck out of me because the screen went black. And I thought that meant the computer shut down and it didn't save the file. And then I'm like, holy shit, no, we just wasted an hour and a half. Okay, so, so 
you can for sure bet I was on an instant date that day because what else was I doing that day? I was running a community session where 10 coaching 15 guys, it wasn't 10 to 15, it was 15 guys out in the streets of Melbourne meeting girls in the day and I was on my own instant date that day, right? Uh, shout out to um, Yasuko. Shout out to Yasuko if, you list, if you're listening to this. Um, we're not, we don't see each other anymore, but we're kind of just friends now. It's just, what's up? What's up? We haven't spoken in a long time. Shoot me some. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was on an instant date of her. And so you can bet that when I'm sliding into this situation, I've been frequently been around girls of this nature that I know what it means that when a girl's tidal wave of femininity is coming in, oh, she wants Pacific, she wants Pacific Ocean Adam right now. She doesn't need, she doesn't need quiet estuary Adam. She doesn't need quiet river by the bakery mill or the the, the grain mill, that little quiet river. And she's just going to be this little wave that kind of floats on through, which is a lot of girls, right? Don't, don't, I'm not downplaying that. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that you don't need to adapt to that because that's a totally different thing. It's reading the person in front of you. You need to be able to read the person in front of you. And that's all this is. That's all I'm doing here. I'm just reading the girl in front of me that this girl is telling me through physical cues, emotional cues, verbal cues that I fucking need the Pacific Ocean to absorb my tsunami of feminine intent my feminine essence right here, come do it, come get it, right? That's all I'm recognizing because I have the frequency, I have the exposure, I've been around girls of this nature. If you don't have that, you will be like my student. Fair enough, fair enough. You only rise to the level of your training, sons and sirs and and Mrs. and Ojo-san. Ojo-san's out there. <laughs> Just the uh, Japanese word for miss. Ojo-san. Okay, so... I didn't get my mind. I was got to go off on a major tangent then. So that's one thing. Now I I peached up a couple things. There are a couple things I wanted to talk about in terms of. You may have noticed, I kept saying not for me. I kept saying not for me during this potto. Like in these examples, when I said, so you know, I often say with these examples that now, what would have Adam have done in that scenario? What would Adam have done in the Alex? with the Canadian, not Canadian girl, with the um, crazy girl who just wanted to get pulled right then and there. What, what would have Adam have done in that situation when he was coming up? What would Adam have done in this if he was in Jay's boots in this Melbourne Airbnb where this girl literally wants to have a threesome, like she wants it? Why did I keep saying that actually not me? Well, because for me personally, and I just have to be honest with you guys, and I need to, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to paint the caveats here and the, 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 th- the comebacks here. But I never had a problem absorbing intense feminine energy. And I feel like that's for a number of reasons. I feel like because I was exposed to that at a very young age, uh, I had a step family that had two very strong feminine energy in two older sisters. And I got to see what they were like with their boyfriends. I got to see how, well, I didn't get to see physically how sexual they were, but you know, I, I knew when they were going to their bedrooms, I knew what was going on. They were very strong feminine energies as well. They weren't meek level feminine energy. Shout out to Jess and Tamara if you're listening. They were strong feminine energy. So I got to see that at like age five to 10 because we didn't spend a lot of time together. I only got to see them on weekends, uh, second fortnight, that kind of stuff. But I got to see what that was like. I got to see how uh, a strong feminine energy comes on. And more importantly, I got to see the type of guys they were with. And the type of guys they were with were alphas. The guys they were with were strong masculine beings with strong frames, strong masculine frames. Mark and uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Jess's guy. 
can't remember. Anyways, but I remember them. I remember them. And, and, I, and I looked up and I'm like, oh shit. So this is how this is how the feminine energy is supposed to be received. So I think at a young age, that was installed uh, in my mind quite, quite easily. Like it just happened as it should have on a tribal sense, as it should have based on my biological hard wiring, which is why if I have kids, I definitely want to shoot to have, like if I have a son, I want to shoot to have a daughter as well because my son will learn a lot from my daughter and vice versa, how they handle each other and how do they handle each other's partners. There's a lot to be learned there on a close basis. Anyways, so I learned that. Now also, like I've said in the last potto, my social dynamics journey didn't begin until year 10. I fucked myself up at year 10, right? But leading up to year 10, I had a lot of experiences of girls, a lot of experiences of girls just naturally. And so I got to be around a lot of high value girls at a younger age, you know, especially I remember, uh, I don't, I don't want to mention names in this one. It's a little too personal, but I remember like some of my older girlfriends, I get to be around their girls, be around their girlfriends, see what they're like, be around their girlfriends, boyfriends, see what they're like, you know? So from a young age, I was always exposed to intense feminine energy on a pretty regular basis. So I knew, and more than that, because a lot of the times it wasn't just personally, like as in one-to-one, but I got to see how a masculine should receive that and how he should play that off. That's really the big ticket here. So that's why I kept saying throughout this potter that, you know, if I'm in Alex's position, that's why I'm so risk embracing. That's why I'm not risk adverse at all. And when I really think about through my journey, I've never been, I've never passed up those scenarios. If anything, it's been the complete opposite. I burn things too quickly. Like I am, I need to learn to chill. My problem is that I go too hard too fast. Right, I'm not on the. I'm. You know, if you want to look at one of my older videos, the secret to mastering good conversation. You know, I was always a six gear guy in terms of my escalation. I was never first gear. Now, I was definitely a six gear coming up through my Mr. Nice Guy phase in terms of just self expression. But if I knew a girl was into me, and if I knew the feminine energy is there, six gear, let's go. So I never had an issue with that. It's never something I really had to learn. That if I'm in Alex's position and I meet a girl where it's like, oh, this girl is ready to be taken right now, let's, nah, I got no problem. And no problem with that. Even from a younger age, no problem with that. And if I'm in Jay's position, I'm recognizing this girl wants to come back to this apartment. She wants to go down. If my coach is sending me up and my friend's sending me up to go isolate with this girl, I'm reading that straight away going, yes, fuck yes, let's go. Let me reset this count. So that's my personal context. That's my personal context as to where I've come from and why I had to keep saying that it wasn't really necessarily the case for me. And I just, I, I want to be 100% transparent with you guys. I want to be 100% honest. You know, I had a lot of fucked up things in other ways. Like my my spotlight effect, caring about what other people thought too much, that fucked me up real bad. Like I had that so bad, limiting beliefs around that. I had a million other things to work on, but receiving the feminine energy when I knew it was there and then playing that up, that was never an issue for me. And so, so that's why I kept saying, not necessarily for me. Now, one thing, I, this is what I want to end with because this is basically where we need to end up. Oh, longer potter. I like this, longer potter. We haven't done a, we haven't done a longer potter in a while. Most of them have been sitting around 55, 60 minutes recently. So uh, here's what I want to wrap up. Can you learn this? Can you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you learn? So you say like, well, Adam, it's all well and good that you had natural experiences as a kid growing up, being exposed to learn how to receive the tidal wave, the tsunami of feminine energy. So you know how to play that. But what if you didn't have that? Absolutely, you can learn that. And how do you learn that? I've kind of already titled it up. So this is just a summary. 
Basically, what you need to do is that you need to experience a frequent level of high-value girls in your life, right? Frequency and a level, right? If you get those two things, if you're frequently getting around girls that produce a lot of feminine energy in a very palpable, powerful, powerful way, you get around girls that just, they ooze feminine essence, feminine intent, they got no qualms, they don't shy away at all. That if they're into you, they fucking let you know they're into you, right? And that's one thing with high-value girls. High-value girls are not meek, right? When a high-value girl is into you, she lets you know. She might not say it verbally, but she's going to let you know physically. She's going to let you know emotionally. Some of them, some of them will let you know verbally. Generally speaking, depends on the culture. Depends on the culture. South American girls, Brazilian girls, uh, Colombian, those type of girls, they will be the type of girls that will verbally let you know, let's fucking dance. Also, Russian girls, if you break into them. Russian girls, like just hard Eastern women. Very hard to crash, crack through their shell, but once you crack through their shell... It's fucking red panties night, son. So anyways, so if you get that, if you can train yourself, right, rise to your level of training that, okay, well, let's look at it on an objective sense. I really just don't spend that much time around girls that are blasting me, blasting me with their feminine essence and their feminine intent. I just need to get around that and not just once or twice, but I need to get around that on a frequent level. If I do that, then I'll be ready to receive that feminine energy when it does come. So that's it, guys. Like, that's it. You want to know why you're getting shut down by this feminine energy? There can be a million surface-level reasons, but for the most part, you just don't have the training. You don't have the training. When I think about when I think about my students and all the different examples, when I think about Alex, when I think about Jay, when I think about T, when I think about and the so varying different examples I've painted here, they all had different things. For Alex, it was because he was just risk-adverse in general. He just didn't want to go into things he didn't know about, Okay. So therefore, now what's the that's the, that's the wrapping paper, but what's the present? Oh, he just doesn't have the training. He just hasn't been exposed to this. With Jay, what's with him? Oh, for him, for Jay, it was just inexperience. He just didn't know how to read the social cues. He just didn't know how to read fucking Adam saying, he just didn't know that rooftop garden didn't mean rooftop garden, right? He just didn't know that. So lack of, inex- lack of experience, there you go, lack of training. And then with T, with him being, when girls come up with him in the club and they're super onto him, they're super but just busting out with feminine energy. And for him, it's like, oh, I don't feel like I have the skill set. I feel like I don't know how to manage her feminine essence, her feminine intent. Well, that's the surface level issue. But what is it? Basically, he doesn't have the training to know that he doesn't need to be that refined. When a girl is blasting your feminine intent, she doesn't need you to be this connoisseur. She needs you just to be this fucking Pacific Ocean absorb me. You don't need to be this lab coat professor. You just need to be a fucking caveman. Oh, Pacific Ocean's there. Pacific Ocean's there, okay? But note this commonality. Note the commonality. The examples are different. The scenarios are different. However, the underlying root cause of all of them is that lack of training, lack of experience, lack of exposure. And that's it. So I wish you guys the best in your journey of learning what it means to... And listen, this is the fucking journey. This is the fucking journey as we wrap up here. And you know, I always talk about this. I talk about how... This journey we're on, and you hear me say this so much that it's learning the play between the masculine and feminine energy. This is a huge part of it. Learning how to receive her feminine energy, huge part of it. So if you struggle in this area, listen to this potter again, take notes, go out, work on this, reflect on your experiences, reflect on your previous experiences, come back at me. So, you know, drop me a DM on Instagram at uitang1, double tang one Let me know how you're going with this. Drop a comment down below. You know, send me an email, boldojo.com, 
whatever it is, Facebook, and get aware. Get aware of all of it because I feel like this is so huge. This is so huge in learning how to receive feminine energy. And that's where we're going to wrap this up. This has been a straight, straight fire of a potter. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Like I'm sitting here smiling. This is good. It's real good. So I just want to thank you guys for being along the journey with me as always. If you do want to connect with me outside of these videos, outside of these potters, if you're listening, Instagram is the best place. That's where I'm pumping out all the content outside of this. It's the second channel essentially, or you know, one of the main channels. It's you know, I put more content on Instagram than I do on YouTube. So it's really, it's kind of the main channel in a way. But basically, that's where you're most likely to connect with me if you want to get deeper with me in that way. So that's at Ui Tang One, Wi Tang One, Facebook after that, at the Adam Ui. And I've I've stopped giving out my Snapchat because I just don't post there anymore. It's it's Instagram and then Facebook after that. Then if you guys really want to dive deep, I've got three things you can do with that. Number one, ebook, crash course to kick ass day game, short action ebook guide to getting out there and getting your day game sorted, right? It's not meant to be read. It's not a theory, it's not a theory fuck session. It's a hardcore action guide that you read through a couple times just to conceptualize, then you get on a 30-day challenge applying it. It is not meant to be used in the chair. It is meant to be used in concert with tremendous exposure and action. So that's there. That's my thing on my website, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game eBook. Then if you want to dive a level deeper than that, you can book one-on-one Skype calls with me at boldojo.com. All the links are down below. All the links to everything I'm talking about, they're all down below. And that's where we dive into the deep shit. That's where we dive into your personal context. That's where we dive into stuff we couldn't get into through Instagram or, you know, a side DM, a chicken DM. And then also you can, if you want me to break down your in fields, there are options to select on the website of that. If you want me to, if you want to record that session, keep a lifetime recording of it instead of having to worry about typing notes, you can add those add-ons in the checkout. It's all there. Book your one on Skype calls. And finally, number three, the deepest of them all, the bootcamp. If you actually want to get this shit handled, you're fed up, you want to make an investment in your life, because make no mistake, I don't make any qualms about that. The bootcamp is not some one day $500 thing. No, it's an investment in your life. It's big ticket. The prices depend on your country, time of the year, but you better be ready for a fucking, a fucking life. Just turning your life upside down through this thing. That's what it is. So only serious inquiries for that. Don't waste my time and don't waste your time with that. It's for big ticket. It's big investments. Drop that's uh, links down below on the website, boldojo.com. You can send me an email through there. We can give you uh, the logistics through there. So thank you guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you have your own context, your own suggestion for the pod or your own thing you want to hear me talk about, just drop it in a comment down below. Slide me a DM on Instagram. We'll get it going. So thank you very much, guys. I'm going to leave you right here. Have a great week ahead. Much peace, much joy. Yeah, job.